1: but I'm stepping on broken glass And I know this is my final choice All I'm trying to do is find my path to you I got voices in my head And there's a definite silence I got voices in my head and I can't lie I've been holding on to pieces Swimming
0: Away to start our Sunday bank holiday with a little bit of Tom Grennan there, and of course, Rasputin Majestic. Boney M. So, good evening. It's Sunday once again. My goodness, doesn't it come round rather quickly? It's wonderful to have you join us. Hope you're enjoying your bank holiday weekend. And of course, welcome to any visitors to the area that are also joining us tonight. But of course, as we always say, Sunday wouldn't be Sundays without the one, the only, the technical, technique eye, Andy Jones. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. How's your weekend been? My goodness, isn't the weather been beautiful today
2: it's it's almost like summer it uh, do you know today i think was the first day that we've lost that chill in the air it was lovely it was very lovely so
0: what have you been doing
2: um anything exciting yeah i I had to get rid of my bird table yesterday oh well i was lying in in the back garden last night looking up at the stars and a couple of weeks ago i had a beautiful little squirrel that sat in the sat on the bird table, and I thought, "Oh, look, the squirrel's back." That's a rat.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: literally about ten foot from my head. Oh, and so I'm I, sure
0: I, he was a friendly little critter.
2: <sighs> I made the, the, the decision this morning, the executive decision this morning, that maybe I should get rid of the bird table.
0: Well, perhaps, just perhaps, because you, you're quite creative, aren't you?
2: Oh, you, what, what do you mean I could sort of put fear on his tail to make him look like a squirrel
0: no I was thinking more of no Andy I was thinking more of perhaps you could create something to hang from the tree
2: a target <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the squirrel and the birdie. Oh, right
2: sorry yes that's what I was thinking yeah so it's rat proof you mean
0: yes quite possibly <sighs> so is there any news on Wally where's Wally have you seen him
2: do you mean Monsieur Walter <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you seen him has yeah, he well, come back?
2: The, the report was he was seen in, uh, first of all, he was seen in Padstow. Then he was seen in Tintagel in Cornwall. And since then, he has been spotted somewhere else.
0: He he has, he has, it has. And I have to say that we're very fortunate tonight to have a wonderful, wonderful gentleman joining us, Terry Ledbetter. Now, he comes from the Welsh Marine Life Rescue um, Centre. He's the coordinator, and he's going to be giving us the latest update on where's Wally? He is indeed.
5: the room Out of the embers You and I
0: James Newman there and Embers and of course that was uh, the United Kingdom's entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. That's a boppy little number isn't it? Absolutely it is. So as we said and as promised we do have Terry Ledbetter joining us. So good evening Terry.
6: Yes good evening.
0: Thank you so much for joining us and I know that you've taken time out from your busy schedule to join us here at PS Radio tonight. So, what news do you have on Wally the walrus? Because we're missing him desperately here in Tenby.
6: Well, it's, it's a bit scattered at the moment, but I have a volunteer who's um, one of these twitter face persons who's picking up all these these messages, and as far as we're aware, he's still in um, in the Bay of Biscay at this place called um, Les Sables de Deulon. Um and I think he's being monitored by an organisation, which is the equivalent to our Stranding's organisation, and the police.
0: Oh, wow. So,
6: um, he
0: actually left, he, when he left Tenby, I believe he went to Cornwall, did he?
6: Yeah, he he, he went to um, Padstow, and then he must have, because the weather was a bit rough, he must have swum round, round Land's End then, and... Uh, off the tip of lands then, and then across to France.
0: So was it just a couple of days, do you think, that he was in Cornwall? Y- yeah, he went missing for about, he
6: went missing for a, quite a few days, and um, we, we thought that he'd, he had gone at that point, because I mean, he had a habit of disappearing for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then next thing, we saw him back on the oh, lifeboat yeah. slip. But then he disappeared for a longer period, and we thought, no, he's gone. And the next thing, we hear that he's he's down in Padstow. Um, But he didn't beat himself um, down in Cornwall, as far as we're aware. Um, I mean, it was a bit rough, Mm. so there were no boats out that could monitor him. So I think at that point, then he disappeared round past Land's End and ended up down in the Bay of Biscay.
0: So do we have any idea how long it would have taken him to get there?
6: (sighs) Oh, only a couple of days, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's probably... Probably about 80 miles to Cornwall, so you've probably got an, almost an equal distance down to France, and then there's probably probably a, a total down to um, well, the middle of Bay of Biscay, really. Um, so it wouldn't have taken him that long. I mean, see, our Grey Seals are known to swim about 90 miles a day. Wow! Um, you know, without any problems. So I mean, he's a seal after all, and um you know his his, his manners and. Uh, Um, his his demeanour is very much of that of a grey seal, really.
0: So... Um so you did say that while he's, he's now in France and you said that he's being monitored. So how are they doing that? I mean, how are they taking care of him? Because I know here in Tembe, um there, there were the locals that were trying to help at some degree, as well as yourselves, wasn't it? Keeping an eye on him, keeping him safe.
6: Yeah, but I think he's got a bit of a uh, more powerful force down there because I, I believe their marine section is out there and they are issuing tickets to people that get too close.
0: Well, that's good. That and, is good news.
6: And those that are on land, apparently... Um, Well, what those tickets are, I don't know. I'd imagine there's some sort of fixed penalty. Um, But they are policing it and they are very concerned about him, obviously.
0: Well, that's good. They're protecting him, isn't he? Because he's a a sweetheart. And I have to say that we are missing him. Do Do you ever think he'll come back this way, Terry? Well,
6: I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of speculation. I mean, if he carries on further down, he'll be somewhere near the Sahara Desert so. I mean I would think that you know it's going to get a bit warm so his own instincts will sort of drive him back towards the the, the cooler temperature.
2: You see my my uh, theory is obviously he eats seashells maybe he's after the seashells.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um so, well I mean the, <laughs> the the uncanny thing is that um in France he's known as a morse. Right. And we all know morse, don't we? Um the uh The 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 program the detective program yes 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 and um, we know it as Endeavour now Endeavour is a venture isn't it yes it
0: is Um,
6: with possible peril or danger so you know he's he's in his own 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 sort of era at the moment. So uh,
0: yeah. So what about his health? How, how is he? How are they? I know they're keeping an eye on him, but how is his health at the moment?
6: Well, he looks okay. I mean, there was some there was some suggestion that he may have been hit by a boat, but they're refuting that now, and they say right. that it's probably injuries, minor injuries that have been caused when he's been trying to haul out on the rocks.
0: Right. So okay. that's Well, if, that, that's if, good. That's good news because I know yeah. that I've seen it online saying about that he's been hit by a boat, but it's good news to hear that um, it possibly couldn't be that
6: yeah I know he was hounded quite heavily when it first went out. That's why they called the um, police marine section out um to to ward all these people off because once they realized as they did in Tembe, that there was a walrus about i mean he yeah. he was a magnet.
0: Yeah, and of course, I mean, I know that um, as far as Tembi goes, there's still lots of cards around. There's lots of postcards with pictures on them. And I have to say that they're still flying off the shelves, absolutely flying (laughs) off, even though um, Wally isn't with us at the moment in time. And the the merchandise for him is is still very popular.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's world famous as our Wally. So anybody that gets a bit of him will want it. Absolutely.
0: uh, I mean, how long was he here for, Terry?
6: 60 days in Tenby.
0: Wow, well, that's nearly a couple of months, isn't it? Yeah. Wow.
6: Yeah, we, we monitored, monitored him from day one when he arrived in Broadhaven South um, and to the day that he left, really. Mm.
0: And why do you think that he stayed here for as long as he did?
6: Well, good company, I expect. <laughs> um, the <laughs> fact, you, the fact think that we were looking after him, yeah. well.
0: Do, I mean, do you think that he was... I don't know, feeding himself up perhaps for a long journey. Do you th- do you think that he would have been aware of that?
6: Yeah, well, when we first saw him, we felt that he was a little bit skinny, um, and whether he'd lost all that weight coming down from Greenland, um, but um, <laughs> his, his skin was a bit saggy. And then after after the six days, I mean, he was he was round as a barrel. I mean, he was up to the weight that he should have been. and when we first saw him, we reckoned he was probably about three hundred kilos, but after he left he must have been at least 600 kilos
0: now now what do walruses eat
6: mollusks and and around about the tenby area there's massive beds of um, razor clams
0: right is that what seals eat as well then is it
6: no no yeah. seals will eat fish right but he's he's a, a, a bottom feeder he will route about in the uh, mud in the sand on the bottom and pick up all the mollusks the you know the razor shells and and the um, clams and anything that's going.
0: So, how deep would would he go then? You know, in in the sea. I mean, would he go to more of the the shoreline depth?
6: Well, they they, they apparently don't like too deep water. I mean, they'll they'll remain close to the shore because that's within a, a diving distance. I mean, when when we were observing him, we noticed that he was probably diving for about five minutes and then popping up again and having a, having a couple of breaths of air, and then he was down again, and he'd continue doing that for hours.
0: So he can actually hold his breath for about five minutes at a time?
6: Oh, probably more than that, yeah. I mean, our grey seals um, adults will hold them for, you know, half an hour.
2: So I have a bit of a theory about him getting here. There's all sorts of rumours about falling asleep on an iceberg, which I don't believe for a second, uh, whether he was following a cold water source, maybe, or or a food source. Could it be like, the case, because leading up to him arriving, that Iceland were getting a lot of earthquakes and tremors leading up to the volcanoes? Could that have disturbed him, maybe?
6: Well, maybe. I mean, the, the sound travels a lot, lot, yeah. further, uh, underwater. Um, I mean, we know he didn't come down by train. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, what, what I mean, mean I, I think he just wandered off. I mean, I, this, this theory about being on an iceberg, I mean, I, yeah. I think that's just... You know, that's that's a theory. Yeah. Um There's all sorts of theories and do, do suppositions th- being posted about, but uh, yeah. I think he just wandered off.
0: So, do they normally stay in their little families? Then, I mean, c- because I mean, we haven't seen walruses this side of the waters, have we, before? So, or not? For, I think there was one, wasn't there? Quite quite some time ago that I heard about. But um do they normally stay in their their foals, their groups? Is, is
6: well, um, I believe they they. They stay in herds, and apparently this time of the year they're, they're, um, they're pupping, they're giving birth. And, and the males will hang around during the pupping season, but as that finishes, because, I mean, once, once, the, once the puppies wean, then, then that's the um, time for mating. Right. Um, so they'll hang around until the end of the pupping season, and they, they, they tend to separate then. They'll go off, and the males tend to wander off a bit further. Okay, but the females tend to stay in one group and look after their pups because I believe they remain with them for about five years
0: okay, so he has wandered off quite some
6: yeah, I think spaces. he I, I think he's forgot to look back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> bless him. So he's he stayed in the area of France at the moment, so is he still staying in that particular area? Is he staying like he was in Tembe, wasn't he? He was he was on the slipway of the lifeboat so yeah. has he done that in, in France as well? Well he, I
6: been... believe so I, I believe that he's hanging around in that particular area at the moment in time I mean the, the information we're getting is a bit sketchy and most of it is in French and we have to oh. turn it around yeah, of but um, yeah I, I believe he's still in the same sort of area in the Bay of Biscay um, I mean, he, he's he's um, he's apparently resting out on what they call these ripraps, which are, I had to look up in the dictionary to find out, and and that's the the pebbled area that they've placed on the top of these muddy dikes uh-huh. um, to to stop them from you know collapsing,
3: uh-huh.
6: and and it's a sloping area, so and it's and it's relatively smooth, so he's found resting place on on these ripraps apparently.
0: Wow. Well, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much. Please stay on the line, Terry. Okay. We're going to ask all of our listeners, if you have got any questions for Terry, then please message us on Facebook. Hit us up. Let us know if you've got a question you'd like to ask, and we'll place that forward. But right now, we're going to have a little bit of Kylie, and this is All The Levers. It's all I want. we do have terry ledbetter on the phone with us this evening and terry we've got some questions coming in i know that you're joining us to let us know all about wally the walrus and i have to say that we had a message from jennifer who says that we're all very interested in hearing the news on wally and uh, you're the guy with uh, all the information on that so again thank you so so much for joining us but how did you actually get started with um the welsh rescue center the welsh marine life rescue how, how did that start
6: well it's a long story really i mean it goes back 30 plus years now um i moved down to Wales. i'm a retired police officer and uh, moved down to wales and um, and i got involved in the animal business boarding dogs and cats and um I, I got friendly with a local RSPCA inspector, and one day he asked me to go out and help him rescue a seal. And um, uh, we picked up this seal and took it to a little place up in Newquay. And um, there was a dear old couple up there that were looking after the seals, and um, I, I, I just sort of fell in love with them really And um, uh, the old couple and, and the seals. And, and the next thing, you know, the phone keeps ringing, and I'm asked to go out and do the job on my own. So. I, I did it for about a year and then decided to set it up as a proper charity then to equip ourselves with the necessary equipment that we needed because we were dealing with um, dolphins and uh, anything else that washed up really. And um, there was like a shortage of equipment. So we managed to get a big trailer and fill it up with all this gear. And um, and, and basically now we're equipped to deal with anything that washes up on the beach.
0: Oh that's amazing. So um, one of the questions that we've got here is it says that um, is there a dedicated seal um, rescue sanctuary in Wales Um, that we've heard that all ended up on the east coast of England somewhere to rehabilitate and that comes from Jane.
6: Well the the answer to that is no there isn't anywhere in in Wales at the moment. Um, We've tried desperately over the years to try and find something. And and unfortunately, they have to go to um, rehabilitation centres down in Cornwall, um, Somerset, I should say, and um, anywhere else that will take them. But, I mean, I've got a short-term facility here where we we pick them up and um, my wife and I look after them for a few days, maybe even a week or so. Um, and we get them all on the road to recovery or we you know make sure they're fit to travel and and they'll get picked up and then take them off for the full re- rehabilitation then so but,
0: but, so what does what does that entail that rehabilitation what sort of thing
6: do you do well the, the first part of it is i mean we we bring in the seals here i, I i've i've provided um, facilities um in in some of my outbuildings and um they they need to be assessed as to what sort of age they are, and what sort of diet they need. I mean, if they're very young, um, they're they're fed uh, liquidised fish, which we have to force feed through a tube. Mm. Um, and as they as they get older, then we can put them onto whole fish. Now, um, some of them have got sort of injuries, so we have to provide antibiotics and, and medication for them. So, um, I mean, we're pretty good at it. I, I mean, we've do, been doing it for thirty years, so we should be good at it by now
0: so so i think you do a wonderful job but where does all the finance come for this terry well we
6: do, we i
0: mean we
6: we do donations really i mean we don't go around catching, that's not in my nature to do that um and and we've had you know a few donations not millions but um you know a few quid here and there and that provides the medication and the fish and you know, and, and sometimes we can upgrade our, our, our equipment that we use and, and to do all the repairs. Um, well, you know, I it'd, be nice, it'd be nice if we had a lot more money, then we could do a lot more with it. But, um, Absolutely. You know, so
0: if, if any of our listeners tonight are wanting to help and aid, so let's just start at the beginning. How can they help and aid by looking after the, the sea life, the seals, and even Wally if he returns or if anybody sees him on his journey? Um, how can we aid and help?
6: Well, I mean, one of the problems that we get in, in the pupping season, which starts around about September, is that, you know, a pup will appear on a beach, and and it's like, Wally, it's like a magnet. And and you get some so-called knowledgeable person who feels that because it's on the beach, it needs to be in the sea, and they'll, they'll physically try and drag it back into the sea, which is the, the very worst thing it can do. Um, so, I mean, if somebody finds a seal on the beach, you know, Keep an eye on it. Keep people away from it, and particularly their dogs. I mean, last year we, we had two occasions when we actually arrived and there were dogs attacking the seal. Goodness. You know, which is pretty horrific, really. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, every time we, we arrive on a popular beach, you can guarantee there's about 20 people stood around it. Now, that's not a good thing because if the mother wants to come in and feed it, she can't. No. And and for a baby seal, you know, one one misfeed is very important because she only stays with them for just over two weeks. Right. Okay. So they they need they need that food. I mean, for example, we we had one on Freshwater East late last year. It was actually born on the beach, and like as with Wally, we got the locals involved, and we managed to monitor that from the day it was born right to the day that the mother went off and left it, and the pup was able to go back out to sea on its own. Um, but I mean, that uh, tried well, people were, were determined that they were going to get close to see it, mm-hmm. and we were determined that they weren't.
0: Yeah, yeah it's so, a difficult situation, isn't it? Yeah. I it is a big attraction to have, you know, sea life um, coming onto the shore, and, and children, families, this time of year, they all want to see. But the advice that you're given, which is very good advice, is just to stay at a distance to observe.
6: Yeah, I mean if they're able to take a photograph of it and send it to me, then I, I can tell straight away whether whether we need to attend to it or, or whatever. I mean if it's in the middle of a busy beach then we'd go anyway but So so know. people
0: can get hold of you at the Welsh Marine Life Rescue page on Facebook, is that right, Ted? Oh
6: yes, yes.
0: Yeah, and if need be and I will give this number out later, but please get pen and paper. Um so the telephone number for you as well is zero one six four six six nine two. Nine four three, and you also are um, available on your mobile as well, which is zero seven nine seven zero two eight five zero eight six. But I will be giving those numbers out again a little bit later on. So, on a financial level, then Terry, how can people um, help? Are you um, do you well, take donations? Or?
6: Yeah, I mean, attached to our, our, our Facebook page, um, there is a Just Giving um, facility on there, so they can donate through that. If they wish.
0: Okay. And also, what about people, volunteers? Do you need any help at all? Is it, you know, that you need people um, to help in what you're doing or would they be would they be beneficial if they did sponsored walks or well, sponsored if, events?
6: Well, if they can do that, that would be great. But, um, you know, if, as far as volunteers are concerned, what, what we say that we'd like to have are outriggers because, I mean, sometimes we can be north of the county and we'll get a call to go down to self-sufficient county you know which is going to take a couple of hours or more and and what we'd like to have is you know one or two telephone numbers where we can call on and and ask those people just to pop down the beach to a, make sure it's still there mm-hmm. and and to keep people away from it until we can get somebody okay. to it.
0: So is there any training that that you need or anybody would need at all to do anything like this? Well,
6: not M- not really. I mean, the, the obvious thing is to probably take a blanket down with them or something like that to to prevent it going back in the sea. I wouldn't advise handling it if they don't if they haven't had any training to handle a seal because they all bite. Mm. Um, I, I can tell you that from experience. They 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 will all bite. A dog may bite you, but a seal will.
0: And is that just for their protective instinct, is it? Well,
6: that's right. I mean, all, all animals will bite, um, you know, and birds will peck you. It's a wild animal, so it, it will try and defend itself. And, and they've got really sharp teeth. But the danger is, if they do bite you, they've got all sorts of horrible bacteria in their saliva. They can cause all sorts of problems to you. So, you okay, know, well that's, if, that, that if, you don't, if you don't handle them, you won't get bitten.
0: Yeah, that's good news that you, you're giving us the information. So thank you for that. We're going to keep the questions coming in. So please, once again, stay on the line. We're going to take it away with John Newman now. And this is especially for Zoe. This comes as Love Me Again. <laughs>
5: Done wrong Left your heart torn Is that what devils do? Took you so long, Where only fools go I shook the angel and yell Now I'm rising from the crowd Rising off to you Filled with all the strength I find There's nothing I can't do
4: Oh, come on girl, who cares if we're trash, got a pocket full of cash, we can blow
0: Terry, you're still on the line, so thank you for staying with us. Um, We've got a question coming in uh, with regards to the seals and pups. And Sarah says, although they're born in September, she thinks, is that a difficult time of year for the pups because we're moving into the colder weather?
6: Well, it is in this particular area because it's usually rough around about September, October time. We get the October storms. Um, And and it varies throughout the country. You know, our, our seals are born from September onwards. Um, and then as you get towards Scotland, they, they start giving birth when ours are finished. And and down on the East Coast, which is where they've got the common seals, they're usually born in around about May. But having said that, I mean, we've already had our first seal pup this year. Um, last week we had one, um, which is four months early.
0: Well, why do you think that is then?
6: Well, I don't know. I mean, they say that one's born every every month of the year if you if you cared to look around but i mean this this one obviously got caught up in the storms and um was, was washed up got separated from its mother but um I, I was told that there was even one on the back of coldie
0: mm. i know it's very, i know there's a there's a lot of um sea life isn't there around coldie and and i know they do um schedule boat trips to be able to um you know for for people to see that i don't know if they're still going on this time of the year with the oh yeah
6: yeah it's, yeah, it's a, a continual stream of boat traffic going but, out but that, that's coldy. the
0: safest way isn't it to be able to look at the sea life if you are oh
6: yeah because i mean the, the the coldy boatmen know know not to disturb them because it's their living you know if they drove them away then you know there's nothing to, out there to see so it, it would be in, not in their interest to to disturb them so and, and as far as Wally were concerned, the, the, the coldy boatmen were, were extremely well-behaved, you know, and, and we're quite proud of them for that.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all you, you seamen that helped Wally on his way. I just wanted to ask you, um, I know we've got some more questions coming in um, tonight for you, Terry, but I just wanted to ask you, so what area is it that you actually cover? Is well,
6: <laughs> yeah, the whole of Pembrokeshire, for starters. Um... And, and and bordering Pembrokeshire, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that we'd go much further than um Pendine, because um, I think it was any further than that, then it takes us away from our sort of busy area then. And unless it was something like a, a stranded whale well or something, we'd probably travel further. But for in our seal season, like I mean we're we're on the hop all day, um every day. Um and, and we're travelling travelling from one length of Pembrokeshire back to the other, you know, and uh, it's it's on the go. last year, between September and, and December, I mean, we picked up 50, 59 pups. Wow! And you know, in between that, we, we get called out to others, which we deem to be okay. So we put a spray marker on them, and they're okay. Or, or in some cases where they're okay, and and, and it's probably better to relocate them, put them somewhere else, you know, because of public interference. So, you know, apart from the ones that we pick up. We we do, do do a lot of travelling up and down the county, um, and uh, you know it's non-stop really. The phone starts ringing about eight o'clock in the morning, and I was, sometimes I was going to actually
0: it, ask you what time does your day start with the seals? When people start ringing us, and that
6: be... you'd be amazed how many people walk the dogs very early in the morning.
0: Do you get n- late night calls as well?
6: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had some fishermen ring me at midnight last year on the um, on the slipway down at um, Hobbs Point down in Padmac Dock. Uh, there was one up on there, so you know we'll we'll call out. We'll you know if we feel that it's really urgent, then then we'll go. If if it's tucked away somewhere on a beach, then you know we probably draw the line on it and, and say you know it's probably going to be a bit dangerous to get down onto some of these beaches in the yeah. middle of the night. We'll we'll leave it till daylight, but. Um, generally, if, it, if it's something which we feel is in need of urgent attention, we'll attend straight away.
0: Yeah, and, and how big's your team?
6: Um, probably about oh, I don't know, ten, twelve yeah. regulars. But we, we've got outriggers that we can call. I know I've got people up in Carradigan that I can call, and I've got people um, out, out beyond Tembe that we, I can call. So um, we, we can cover, you know, pretty well all of it. But mostly, I mean, a lot of the beaches they're they're pretty well inaccessible, um, you know, and they'd be hard work. Cause if you try carrying a seal for a half a mile, you, mm. you know, you've done it. Yeah, of course. But we we've got an ATV, and and a lot of the beaches we can gain access to that and do the job in minutes, really.
0: So, so what is the process once you've just talk me through it? So, I, I know you said about that you have a blanket. So, what do you actually do then if if when you see the uh, the seal?
6: Well, we. I mean, because I've been doing it for so long now, I mean, I can I can look at a seal and know instantly whether it needs to be picked up or not. Okay. Um, and, and I've got a purpose-made stretcher that we use, and we put the stretcher over it and um, put it on the quad and then get back to the car and put it in, into a carrier then. Um, but, I mean, as I say, we, we can do the job in, in, in minutes, whereas if you were on foot, it'd take you probably a couple of hours.
0: Yeah. Well, you're all doing an absolutely amazing job. But I know, Andy, um, he's got a question here from Pete.
2: So, um, yeah, um, Pete has asked me, um, are you still based at the Seal Rescue Centre in Milford Marina?
6: No, no. We gave that up about six or seven years ago now.
2: Oh, he's behind the times.
6: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've created a facility at home, and I I work with other organisations that... um, I mean, although we haven't got a long-term rehab, I mean, I, I, I short-term, and I'm like a staging post really. I, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take in a few and then look after them, and then when when um, collection is available, then they'll pick them up and and and
2: take them off then. Yeah, I have to say one of the funniest things I've ever seen with seals is sitting on the rocks at the far side of Caldy Island, watching about seven or eight seals playing until the seal-watching boat comes around the corner, and they can obviously hear the engine and plop, plop, plop disappear below the water. And I'm (laughs) trying to signal to the boat guy about where they are, no sight whatsoever. As soon as the boat takes off, plop, 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 back to the surface again.
6: (laughs) Well, believe me, I've, I've worked with seals for a long long time now and and I know how intelligent they are oh, absolutely and and they're amazing you know they they're really fascinating creatures when you get into their characters and things i mean they, they they just think things out for themselves and and when you say that you know is is wally capable of going back up to the up, up, up to the north um, you'd be amazed on their powers of navigation we can't understand it I mean, we rescued a seal out of the Tyvee um, a few years ago that was likely to be shot by the anglers. Well, that was the reason we went up there, because that was the rumour that was going around. And we picked it up and we, we, um, we brought it down into Milford when we had the place down in Milford and put it in there. And it was an adult seal, frightened us to death. And um, left it there for a few days. And then we decided that perhaps, you know, it's probably disorientated now and we can release it again. So we took it round to St. Brides Bay and released it. And um, the following morning, it was back up in the Tivy again. Wow. So it came down by road, obviously, and it it managed to figure its way back up to the Tivy. So how it did that,
2: I don't know. We were saying about how intelligent they are. I was a voluntary warden on Scomer Island a few years ago, and we were watching a seal that had been entangled in one of the the boy ropes. Yeah. And I was seriously worried thinking that this little seal was, was trapped and he was tied up in the boy ropes. So I phoned Chris the warden and I said, I think you've got a seal here, this this tied up and he said, uh, no. He said, What do they do? They wrapped themselves in the rope to scratch. Oh yeah, and that's amazing. I thought that was so clever. So, people say that only certain animals learn to use tools. As there's a lot more animals that we give them credit for.
6: Oh yeah. And oh, we when when we were running the the place down on the docks. I mean, we we couldn't leave anything laying around. I mean, if it was a bucket that was left um, on on their out area, I um, you can guarantee that the next time you saw it, they'd be going around the pool with it on their head,
3: <laughs>
0: like,
6: like a little helmet. It was funny oh. to watch, but. Um, <laughs> it was very, they were so nosy and so inquisitive. Oh. You wouldn't believe it.
0: No, oh. we we do have a, another question uh, coming in from James, and says that can you tell us anything about the otters that were spotted around Tembe?
6: Well, not. I, I'm not overly sure where they came from. I mean, some, somebody's got the idea that they 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 probably come from St Catharines Island somewhere. Oh. Um, but, I mean, it's not unusual to see off otters around round the shoreline. I mean, we've, we've had them off of Freshwater West, um, Poppet Sands, um, Little Haven, all over the place, really. They go down and they forage in the uh, rock pools.
0: Oh, so I have to ask Andy, actually, because he does work on St. Catherine's Island. Have you seen the otters? I've
2: not seen them, but we've now claimed them. Because <laughs> one of the wardens told me that they had seen a, a couple of uh, parents and a couple of babies swimming from the island, so we've now claimed them. They're ours now. Oh.
6: Yeah, well, yeah. somebody found a, a dead one down in Saunders oh, no. for Harbour the other day, I believe. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a pup, but... Um, and, and, of course, they're attributing it to the two otters they saw in Tenby, but, yeah. I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there, really. I mean, there's, there's otters all over the place.
0: So is it quite... I mean, I know, like, when we have birds in nests with their mothers, and I mean, I know sometimes they don't make it through the journey of being little pups, do they? Is that quite a... Does that happen quite a lot, would you say, with regards to... Well, with
6: the seals, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few deaths. Um, it's predictable every year because, I mean, they're they're born... You know, a lot of them are in little coves, which which, when you get a high tide and, and high winds, then then they're just butted against the rocks. You know, some of them get washed out to sea, and they're the ones that we generally pick up. They get washed out to sea, lost by their mothers, and they'll end up on the beach somewhere. Mm. Um, so how- and and, and some, some will die at birth anyway.
0: Okay. Okay, because you, you find that, don't you, in, in a lot, with, with whether it's kittens, whether it's dogs or pups, you know, yeah. that, that, that can happen. So how long do you normally keep the seals with you for? Once you well,
6: I, I, I keep them up, up up to about a week or just over a week. and then. Um, but when we were looking after them, I mean, it, it was like a, a week, we could get rid of them in about four or five weeks. I mean, once they start feeding on the own, I mean, you'd be amazed the amount of fish they eat, like 120 mackerel a day.
0: Wow. Each. Wow, that's an
6: lot. Um, and they'll pile on weight like there's no tomorrow. But I mean, in, in the wild, I mean, they're born about 13, 13 and a half kilos. And by the time their mother leaves them, and for example, the one on Freshwater East, I mean, that was in excess of 40 kilos in, in 15 days. Wow. wow. And, and that was just on its mother's milk. So, you know, that's, the growth rate is incredible, really.
0: Well, the information that you've given us tonight is um, so valuable. So thank you so much again, Terry. So again, if anybody, I did promise, anybody would like to get in touch with Terry, if you'd like to help, um, be a volunteer um, in any way, then uh, the numbers are 01646 692943. Or the mobile is 07970 285 Zero eight six, or of course you can contact them at the Welsh Marine Life Rescue um, Facebook page. Um, but you do do talks as well, don't you, Terry? You do? Yeah, talks.
6: I do do talks. One, one thing that I'd like to add is that um, any money's raised. I mean, our volunteers don't get paid, nor do I. And um, we pay for all our fuel costs. And, and you can imagine mine during the winter period is quite excessive. Yeah. But none of our volunteers get paid. The money goes towards the upkeep of the equipment. And, and for the treatment and the feeding of, of, of the animals that we deal with.
0: You, you, we can tell just how passionate you are when you speak about them. You can hear it in your voice, you know, the, the, the love and the care that you have for the, for the sea life, which, um, which we're very grateful that people like you are out there doing the good work that you're doing. But you you have been around to schools and done talks and visited different places, haven't you?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We'll we'll, we'll do talks. I mean, not so much during the sale season because we're so busy during that time. But probably in the summertime then, and I mean, the the COVID thing has you know yeah. um, prevented me of from course. doing that over the last year or, or so. But I mean, I don't mind giving talks um, outside the 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 um, the period then, which is like September through to say January. Any time after that, then I'm available. I'm anybody's
0: you free I find it all very very fascinating very fascinating